Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to another edition of Trendy, presented by Omaha, the show where we like to explore the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And Brett, just as every single week, I have hockey and soccer carrying me to yet another lead. I'm at 9 to 6.8 as you struggled in the Europa League, just like all the random teams that you gave out Wednesday. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> uh, don't bet Europa League. That's what I have to say. There was a... Uh, uh... There was some really weird results. I guess that I guess I always forget that for some of those lower level teams that'll never let Europa League is probably like the one thing that they're gonna do in the next 10 years. I forget that there's some huge motivation. Uh Galatasaray proved that by just getting absolutely whooped when they were already down in aggregate to buy Sparta Prague. So uh yeah, I we were talking about motivation for on Covered in Glory with uh Chelsea and Liverpool and I didn't really factor that into the spreadsheets. The human element, Tony, the, the uh, Toby, the heart, the heart. It wasn't there for some of those teams. There you go. Well, we have soccer, we have golf, we have hockey, we have basketball. We have all the sports that make you miss football so much this week coming for you later in the show. The NFL should be paying us for this promo. But before then, Brad, it's time to get to know the man behind the glass just a little bit better. We did this with Eddie Spaghetti uh, a couple of months ago. I wanted to talk a little bit music with you. So the concept, and I've, I've been working through this in my head, and I think I have it better developed. A concept is like how to divide bands of your fandom, like kind of in your head. And the system I've got going right now is there's three minute bands. There's like, they've got three minutes that are awesome and that I don't really need to listen to much more. There's 30 minute bands and 30 minute bands are kind of like, uh, it's what we talked about last time. It's kind of like, if you looked at Amani Bates's high school clips, you can convince yourself that yes, he actually is going to be better than LeBron James rather than the guy who's barely bouncing around the league. Or if you looked at Jason Williams highlights that randomly show up on like Facebook reels, you'd be like, okay, where's the statue? Like, do I, do I need to book a flight to go uh, pay homage to this man? Or otherwise like he's just another journeyman in the league. Uh, then you've got a new addition, a three-hour band. A three-hour band being someone, if they went on concert and you were like, you know, pushing three hours with them, you would be psyched. You wouldn't be like, God, I'm, I'm going to leave early. I'm going to cut out of the encore, get out of this parking lot. It's like, no, give me, give me three and a half, give me four. I'm in for the whole three hours. And finally, you have a 30-year band, a band that's just going to be with you your entire life because you're such a big fan. And maybe you got into them as a kid. Maybe you got them into high school. Maybe you got into them as an adult. It doesn't matter. Like You will listen to them forever. So, so three minutes, 30 minutes, three hours, or 30 years. That is the way I am looking at the music on my uh, Spotify as I classify them. So we did 30-minute bands last time. Let's revisit that with you. I gave out last time as bands that I think that if you just looked at the 30 minutes, if you looked at this one clip, you can convince yourself that they are as good as the Beatles. I gave out the Talking Heads, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and Sublime. I know Eddie Spaghetti gave out Tool, and I forget who else he gave out, but it's a great way to get to know you and your eclectic taste. So now that you're back behind the uh, back from out behind the glass, now that you're on the mic, what do you listen to, Brett? What 30-minute band or will you stand for that if you just listen to this and nothing else, you think they're the greatest band of all time? 
Uh, well, I have, I have a few options, and I think my my first one is going to piss a lot of people off. I mean, I will admit that my 30-year band is probably something like Jack Johnson, who I listen to every day, almost all day, all the time. Uh, that's my guy. I rock with Jack. Uh, next time he comes anywhere near the West Coast, I got to make sure I get to a concert here. Um, but this is going to this is gonna probably upset any of our UK listeners, but um, I've had a bunch of people try to get me into the Arctic Monkeys, and I can get through about 30 minutes of their songs. Um, I think How you, uh, Do You Want to Know is probably one of the one of the best songs that Alex Turner, uh, Alex Turner, who is the band leader, wrote. I mean, I think it's an incredible song, and I think they have a few other ones. But like, if you get me deep into their albums, I'm turning that off. And I've tried so hard. I, I know there's a bunch of people that love Alex Turner. I mean, part of the reason I think I I even get to 30 minutes is Alex Turner was good friends with Leighton Baines, who's left back at Everton for a long time. Um, so I. I feel bad. I know there's a bunch of music aficionados that are like, you suck. You don't understand music. And I, I probably don't. I'm not that great of a music guy. That's why I, I just listen to Jack Johnson because he makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> but the, the Arctic Monkeys are definitely one of my 30 minute bands. I think the other one would be uh, Citizen Cope. I, I, that one might be ruined. His song Sideways is probably in a million TV shows and movies. Um, he's got a few other ones that are that are pretty good after that. I think part of the reason I would want to shove him into the 30 minute band conversation and refuse to get him to the three hour one is because I went to a concert one time and the dude was like an hour and a half late and played like half his set and he was clearly <laughs> drunk and high um so like I think he he gets a little bit of a, a downgrade for that um and then in my kind of my last one in the easy listening mode is uh Lord Huron I love their first album I think it was like Lonesome Dove or something and uh everything that's come out since by them hasn't really been anything I've been interested in. Uh, I will listen to their first album and if, uh, I love a few songs on that first album. Um, but after that and any of their new stuff really wasn't for me, but my three, my three year guy is Jack Johnson. I will, I will ride or die with Jack. I hope that's a, an acceptable choice for a three year guy. Well, a, a 30, 30 year guy. guy. 30 yeah, year guy. That, that is definitely an acceptable choice. So I'm just laughing because the same guy who's giving out Idenhoven picks is super into like hipster music and won't give out anything mainstream. So at least you're <laughs> consistent. At least that your music taste matches your eclectic sports catalog. Uh, so Jack Johnson is your guy. I, are you going to go see Jack this summer? I mean, is he playing anywhere near? Has there been any concert from a band that I might also want to go see that you're going to go see this summer? No, I, I honestly, I haven't looked that far ahead, mostly because in Arizona, you don't make summer plans. <laughs> you don't, you don't go to outdoor. Like, I mean, you know this because you go, out, you, you know, you're an East Coast guy now. I grew up in the Midwest. So I had summer fests back in Milwaukee. That was like the big, you know, festival on the lake uh before and and i used to be able to go to that before it went, was just a madhouse um and i always love looking to see what the site was at summerfest and now that i'm in arizona i'm basically like okay may 15th is here i can't leave my house unless it's before 7 a.m or after 9 p.m so i don't really look for concerts i think if he plays on the west coast and i know he doesn't tour a lot i think the last time he toured was like it was like right after kind of everything with COVID and the restrict travel restrictions died down. Um, I think he toured in San Diego and he does pop up on the West Coast in, in California. I keep an eye out for him all the time to see if that would meet a timeline. I have uh, open windows to do that. He would be the one guy that I haven't seen yet in concert that I would really want to see. 
Um, although my favorite concert ever was we had great seats to Tom, the late great Tom Petty. Uh, yeah. That was an amazing show at Summerfest. And that was one of the reasons why I loved Summerfest before it became just absolute chaos. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I miss the days of being in the Midwest where it's like the summer's here. Let's go see all these bands and all the bands that play by the lake and blah, 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 blah. Now in Arizona, the summer comes and I'm just like, AC, please don't die on me. Please don't die on me. Shout out to HF Festival outside of DC at the old RFK. Not outside in DC, but at the old RFK. That one was awesome. So I love how much you are into Jack Johnson because I think that he has an argument for the greatest life on the planet. Like you're oh, yeah. talking about a guy who travels around the world surfing with like Kelly Slater and his buddies, gets to film it so he gets to be a movie maker, is from and lives in Hawaii. And then also like on the side is a successful musician, but not so successful that he'd get like mobbed on the street like Taylor Swift, but yeah. like just, but, but successful enough that he could go on world tours to support his surfing. Like what is bad about any of that? That guy has got it all figured out. Yeah, and I mean, and one of his one of the like the fun little songs that he has is literally about his filmmaking. It's called Shot Reverse Shot, and it's just about how you're like at a diner. It's the shot where it's like over the shoulder on one to the other one that lo it looks the other way. So he literally just combines his filmmaking and his music, and he makes like this great fun little song. So it's yeah. uh, that dude is that dude is the man. I I rock hard with Jack. And his love of banana pancakes. I mean, what else do you need besides a reverse oh. shot and a good breakfast? Uh, <laughs> since you're in all this hipster music, my the other the thirty band minute band I will give out today, but I think will will become a uh, a three hour band for me is Wet Leg. Like I'm 44 years old. I'm not hip. I'm not cool. I no longer discover like all this great music that Brett's listening to because everything I listen to is new. It comes to my kids. So like, oh, now I know who Olivia Rodrigo is. Shocker. I don't know who's playing at the 930 club on a Thursday night anymore. Uh, but Wet Leg has only got one album and it's about 38 minutes long and 30 minutes of it is freaking excellent. So they are a 30-minute band already on their way up. I love Wet Leg. Maybe you should go listen to it because it fits more to your portfolio than it does mine. Yeah, I'm I'm more like you call me a hipster. This is most of the bands I listed were like hipster music in like 2014. <laughs> and I just haven't I haven't really had time to go dive back into the hipster scene since then. So yeah. that that's really where I am. But uh I, I will give Wet Leg a shot for sure unfrozen hip uh, hipster like hipster caveman that's who you are yeah yeah all right well i think people know you a little bit better i don't know if they like you any better but they definitely know you a little bit better brett so let's see if you can make them love you with your picks today right after we hear from caesars you know when the conversation turns stampers i always go with my number one as caesars let's talk about them a little bit shall we tickets to the game merch meals at iconic restaurants stays at caesars palace all this can be yours when you bet with caesars sportsbook win or lose every bet earns rewards credits which you can redeem across the empire now if you haven't started yet register using this code listen up omaha full the word omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 
21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code, bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Brett. Let's get on with Hardhead Heater Cred. Let's pay it off. I am up 9 to 6.8, so we've got a relatively close matchup this week. Uh, today's results will probably determine it. But because I have the lead, I will go first. And in the heart category, after talking about on Wednesday how I've done well in this because I do not make homer picks because I bet against all of my teams, I am immediately violating that for once and going with a heart pick of Chelsea, my favorite uh, sporting team there is, to lift the Carabao Cup on Sunday at plus 138. They are going against a Liverpool team that is ravaged with injury right now. Arguably six of their best seven players are doubtful to play in this matchup. Liverpool has outperformed them throughout the season, but Chelsea has had a couple of recent performances that give me hope. They are also knockout tournament experts. They have been over the last decade, and that DNA continues to today. So I know that uh, Liverpool is better in the Opta rankings. I know that they're ultimately are going to have the better season. But if I get a plus number of these two teams to win this cup, I am going to follow it at plus 138. And if you want to hear a lot more of my analysis, we did about 15 minutes on this game on yesterday's Covered in Glory. So go check that one out as well. 
Yeah, uh, I was going to do the same plug because you can just hear me waffle back and forth because I called that one of the hardest games that I've had to handicap this season. Um, that it's I was really tempted to tail it here in this thing uh, just because I, you almost sold me on it with your logic and covered in glory. Um, but I, I think I I think there's another you have another bet that's coming up that I like a little bit more, and I'm I'm tempted to also fail something just because of our conversation that we had on Monday is trendy. Yeah, uh, where we went over the things weeks. and you talk about how how that actually is a pretty profitable category that we're not we don't really do it enough. We're too friendly on the show, so maybe I maybe mid show here I'll do another second guess and I'll fail something instead of tail something. <laughs> Um, uh, what do you got in the heart? So for my heart pick, uh, it's Tony Finau to top five at the Mexico Open, which has started at, at plus 300. Uh, guys are just starting the second round today. Um, Finau, it has, this tournament has existed in its current iteration for two years. He's finished first and second. Uh, he's 200 right now. He's about six shots off the lead. That's been nothing this year. Golf has been crazy. Uh, we've had, uh, I think like six, six straight, six or seven straight hundred or one or more, uh, winner, uh, odds to winners so far before Hideki Matsuyama won the Genesis last week. It's just six, the old 60 to one. Um, but Finau was like the very clear favorite coming into this. People have been a little worried about his putting. Um, but he's a, he's a really good player. He's won multiple times on the tour. His ball striking numbers have been awesome. This course is prime for long hitters that are great approach players. He is both of those and doesn't even really need to put that well to win. He had a weird round yesterday where he just had one bad shot that cost him two strokes or else he'd be already near the top of the leaderboard. And I think those odds would be something like plus 150. Um, but I think he's got three days to make that up on a fairly scorable course. So I'm looking to, to hit some big numbers. I got to start off with Tony Finau here at plus 300. Yep. I'm putting a pin in that one. I might come back to that one. You did good research on it. What did he shoot in round one? Like where is he in the leaderboard right now? So he, Eric Van Royen, who will come up in another one of my picks here is currently eight under, um, at least as of our, our broadcast or our taping right now. Um, Finau is six back of him, but this course last year, the tournament was one at like 26 under, I think Finau won it last oh year. Um, so there is going to be lots of scoring. So six shots over three rounds is not that big of a deal. Got it. Okay. Uh, well, let's move over to the head category while I think about that one. In the head, I am undeterred from my loss on Wednesday. I'm going to complete the trifecta this week with completely random, number-driven hockey bets. And this time I am going with Jason Dickinson plus Nick Foligno to both fail to record an assist tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. So it's an SGP, pays off at minus 150. The Jets have the number one defense in the league, only allowing 2.35 goals per game. When you take the empty netters out of there, there's just not a lot of opportunities for players to record assists against them. And these two guys don't do it with great frequency. Both of these bets hit in 80 plus percent of games this year. And I'm even playing uh, against the grain on Feligno as he has assists in Three of his last five after not having an assist for two consecutive months. So I think I'm getting some serious reversion to the mean in, in this bet. Uh, and he's got to do it against the best defense going in the NHL right now. So I like this one quite a bit. Uh, I wish I did get slightly better odds, but I always do. Minus 150, it's a way to protect the lead against you. Two guys who don't get assists very, uh, very often to not do it again tonight. Yeah, I was tempted to fail this one, but I'm more as like a sociological experiment about everything I touch die. I'm going <laughs> to tail it because I want to yeah. see you. I, I came in I, I before I tailed the one on Wednesday and I was like, Toby, you 
hit these random hockey bets all the time on trendy. I think you missed one or two maybe before Wednesday. And then I immediately tailed it and you lost because yeah. everything I touch dies. So I'm going to see, I'm going to see if I truly am cursed. I'm going to tail this one. It seems unlikely you get two in a row wrong if I didn't intervene. So I'm going to tail this one and see what happens. I think uh, just putting a final bow on the point on Wednesday, like the fact that I don't know who these hockey players are also chooses me to avoid like picking people just for um, the narrative or for the discussion points or for the name brand value. Like I do that a lot in basketball. I'll find the equivalent of Nick Foligno, but I don't feel like I could give it out because I, you know, it's just not something that should go on a mainstream broadcast, but I don't have that bias in hockey. So like, it's a nice haven for me to just be in the numbers, not think about the storyline, not think about what I have to say about it, not think about like some story I want to tell about the guy from like college or high school. It's just, oh, these are the numbers. That's what they say. Here we go. So I think that probably is why I do better in these bets than I do in other ones. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a fantastic point. And I mean, look at me yesterday where I got in trouble with Gal Tasserai because I was naming off all the has-beens that are on their team. And I kind of got caught up being like, yeah, these guys are a little long on the tooth, but I at least know who they are and I know that they can play well. And, and then there they were getting smashed by a team with a bunch of guys who I didn't really know. <laughs> so yeah. I think if I probably would have went into that a little bit, you know, blindly where you're just looking at performance of, of teams and motivation and stuff like that, I could have done a little bit better so i think that's a fantastic point and for for my head pick uh <clears throat> this one is a head and kind of heart pick because i love eric van royen uh mostly because he's rocking a fantastic mustache right now uh he was a favorite of mine for dfs this week and then he jumped out and had a great round yesterday um he was eight under for the round he he is kind of wandering in the PGA wilderness. He missed like eight cuts in a row early last season. And then right around the end of July at the Barracuda, he seemed to find something. He has gained strokes on approach since then in eight, I think, or sorry, it's a uh, nine of his last 10 tournaments. Um, he missed the cut last week at Phoenix, which is the crazy tournament with the, <laughs> they're now dialing back because they've yeah. turned it into a giant frat party. Um, but that was because it got caught in a, crazy weird weather wave um he's won a tournament i think he won at uh, the worldwide technology championship um he's had a bunch of top 25 since then until the miscut in phoenix and his game is tailor-made for this course he's a, a pretty long hitter uh with great approach play a little light on the short game but that's not something that you need at this this course in mexico this week um and he already is eight under and he's plus 105 to be in the top five so this one seems like a no-brainer um you know good player probably the, the third by, by my estimation the third or fourth best player in the tournament um already in the lead already already kind of running hot and he's plus money to stay just in the top five he doesn't need to win just needs to stay in the top five over the next three days and so 26 under one at last year, I'm guessing top five was probably in like 22, 23, yeah. somewhere there, unless there was a, unless there was somebody broke away from the, well, Finau, Finau actually had a pretty big gap. So the rest of the top five was between like 21 and 19, I believe. Uh, Finau okay. won by like three or four strokes last year. So, okay. um, and he's, yeah. and he's already banked eight. So he's, he's already, already banked eight. Yeah, he's already banked eight. So short of a blow-up round, like three three under rounds probably get him pretty on the precipice of a plus number bet. I think that's an excellent bet that you just gave out. I'm yeah, not really the, the, only, the only thing I'll, I'll caveat I'll put in with that is he is currently playing right now, and those odds were from before he teed off this morning. So you may get a, different, a slight difference in live odds if you bet him now. Okay, fair enough. Fair caveat. 
Uh, I'm not going to tail it just because uh, it's my favorite bet you gave it out. I'm going to bet it in real life, but just the mechanics of this game means that I should tail something that has higher odds. Uh, for heater, you've already exhausted your supply of heater bets on Europa League. You did hit one yesterday, right? Which one did you hit? It was Braga. Braga yeah. was the only one. Yeah, everybody else let me now. <laughs> let me down. Uh, Benfica was playing against Toulouse, who I think was the worst team left in Europa League. And they got outshot like 20 to 7 somehow because they just shut it up and played for a nil-nil draw, which very questionable strategy. Um, I, they, they were walking a tightrope on that one. Uh, and then the other one was Galatasaray. got absolutely smoked by Sparta Prague. So they yeah. lost 4-1 despite needing to go into that match with the better talent to win. Uh, goes to show you Hakeem Zayic also kills everything he touches <laughs> yeah yeah it turns out he cannot give a crap for any team that he plays for not just chelsea that's <laughs> nice to know nice to know it's not personal for king uh for heater on my side i am actually going to make a, another soccer bet but it's not a europa it is in the bundesliga it is a team you probably have heard of it is bayern munich they are playing rb leipzig on saturday at 12 30 on espn plus if you want to check it out and my heater uh, category this week was like, just pick a team you think is better and pick them to win. So I know Bayern is better than RB Leipzig, who is currently fifth in the Bundesliga, 18 points off of the pace. Uh, their entire season basically now boils down to the return leg in the Champions League against Real Madrid. Uh, I think that's Wednesday the 6th. So that's coming up. That is the primary thing that is on their mind. Bayern is trying to chase down Leverkusen to uh, not – suffer the indignity of failing to win the league for the first time in what 13 years their coach tommy tuchel as uh, the old chelsea manager it was announced this week that he will be leaving the club at the end of the year suffering the indignity of a soft firing instead of a hard firing reduced to interim status despite being a legend in the game so i think they're going to come out i think they're going to respond i know that they are the better squad uh, they need to chase down Leverkusen. They do not want to suffer this embarrassment. They're still number two in the Opta rankings. So it's clearly they are a superior side. They've had a couple of disappointing results, but like that's the scary thing about Bayern. Like a couple of disappointing results gets you dismissed. You can lose like three games and you're on the hot seat because you're expected to win every single time. And I do expect them to win this time. Harry Kane, Nets, and they get a W at minus 150. Yeah, so I'm gonna. The only thing I'm gonna say to this, and, and it, this will relate to an American audience here, or American audience should be excited, is I'm gonna go full Brian Windhorse, and I'm gonna take a slight shift in the wind, and I'm gonna call a major move right now. I, no one else can see this except Toby and Zoom. I'm doing the Windhorse fingers. Um, but the interesting thing about Tuchel announcing that he's gonna leave Bayern is that I think a favorite for that job is gonna be Roberto De Zerbi, who who manages Brighton right now, and I think if he moves there. Our American boy, Jesse Marsh, who has been kind of passing on jobs, not trying to get in the mix for some of these jobs that would be like relegation level Premier League teams, who would score really well on a team like Brighton, who does a lot of stuff with analytics, who has a good feel for managers who add value. So Deserby would go to, to Byron, and then the Brighton job would open up. And here's this guy that's on Sky Sports doing great clips every time that he's on with great high level thought 
keeping himself in the public, going to a team that would actually value his approach. And we could get an American manager at a really good club in England. So that that's my Brian Windhorse thing that I'm going to pull out right now since you brought up the Tuchel stuff. Uh, everybody should be rooting for that. American managers in Europe would be awesome. Super great for the sport there. Even if you're just a casual U.S. men's national team fan, you should be rooting for that outcome. Yeah, um, on Covenant Glory, we will be talking more about it because it goes back into my heart pick on this show, though. Like, Pochettino might now be officially coaching for his job now that he's got the shadow of a Champions League winner at Chelsea looming over him, ready to replace him next season. Uh, but mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll talk about that a lot this spring on Covenant Glory as well as Jesse Marsh's hopeful return to the mainstream. But we finally have one last pick to give off today. Incredibility. I am getting back to the NBA finally after playing in these other sports. And I am going with SGA over 0.53s and Josh Giddy over 0.5 blocks and steals and an SGP at minus 110. And these are bets that I frequently fall back on and kind of like a, uh, a Klitz, I felt compelled to take it since they are going on another bet I always fall back on, which is fading the absolutely horrible Washington Wizards. The Thunder have the Wizards at home tonight. They are a 15 and a half point favorite. They are going to destroy the team from D.C. And it's just a matter of who compiles what stats before sitting on the bench, watching and laughing throughout the fourth quarter. Uh, I like both of these bets individually. I like them both together. Giddy has hit uh, one blocker steal in nine of the last 10. The only time he didn't hit it was the only other time I gave it out on the show. So maybe you do want to fail this after all. Uh, But SGA is also starting to shoot more threes, which should be scary for the rest of the league. His first step is so incredible that he often doesn't have to rely on uh, pulling up behind the arc like so many other guards in the league. But he's hit three threes in two of the last three games. In the All-Star game, like nobody should really take too much from the All-Star game. But in the All-Star game, I thought it was notable that he shot 10 threes. Not a guy that you expect to like jack them up, give him uh, his usual game, but given the opportunity to do it in a warm up environment, he knocked down seven of them and, and demonstrated to the rest of the league that he does have that weapon in his arsenal. I think he continues to uh, demonstrate that. I think he will knock them down at least one tonight, just like he has done also in nine of the last 10. Put it together at minus 110. It feels like great odds for something that feels inevitable against a team that does not play defense, does not play offense, and therefore contributes to both of these categories. Yeah, I was very tempted just in terms of game theory to fail the cred pick uh, since my Europa League slate mostly went bust on me here and I need to to make up a little bit of ground. But instead, uh, you know, I'm doing the classic thing that uh, all sports bettors should do because it's profitable. I'm chasing my losses with long shot bets um, <laughs> instead. And my my credibility pick, instead of being smart and taking a nice solid thing, is I'm going to take a big swing on Mav McNeely uh, plus 650 to top 10 in the same Mexico Open that we've been talking about. So McNeely is an interesting player. Um, as of January uh, 2023, Data Golf's ranking had him as the 24th best player in the world. He's since dropped in their rankings to 124th, but that's mostly because he was playing with through a shoulder injury in which he missed like four or five cuts until he finally shut it down. And he has been public um, telling people that he's been healthy, he feels good. And then, of course, he top sixes in Phoenix last week. Uh, he's a, a little bit far off the pace, which is why the top 10 numbers or plus 650 is he was only one under in his first round yesterday. But at that course in Mexico, guys can shoot 63 at the drop of a hat. Um, and he can very easily get himself into the, that top 10 conversation. I also think that if this is a healthy version of Matt McNeely, 
he is one of the three or four best players in the tournament. Um, and therefore you're getting a break on his odds because they're going to phase in some of these rounds that he was playing while he was injured. Um, and so I think it's a great number. I needed to kind of take a big swing because Europa League was just horrible to me. Um, so I'm going with McNeely. I'm kind of betting that if he's the healthy version of Mac McNeely, he is going to be pushing for that top 10 as the, as the weekend goes on. So game theory actually says I need to uh, tail the Finau pick because if you hit your cred pick at six to one, even if I tail it, you're probably going to beat me. So it doesn't do me any good to tail that and tailing uh, the one that's plus one Oh five. Is it as good of a blocker as blocking the one that's plus 300? So screw you, Brett. I am implying game theory. I am tailing your Finau pick and daring you to beat me with your long shot cred pick that you just gave out. Well, I mean, you're tailing the best player in the tournament. Not a bad strategy. <laughs> so yeah. the Mavic Ma Neely has a lot more moving parts to him getting to the top 10. Finau just has to be Finau, and, and he's going to top five. So, All right. Well, that wraps up our official picture of the week, but we still have to give out our second guest express, which we will do right after this break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Brett, I took honors as the leader heading into Friday during the regular slate. I'll go ahead and show him, uh, show you the honors now. What is your second guess express? Um, I have mentioned uh, a lot that one of the three or four best players in the tournament here throughout the broadcast about the Mexico Open. And one of the guys that I'm leaving out is Nikolai Hoygaard. Um, he's a, a young Danish player, hits the ball a mile, puts it really well. Um, his approach play is coming around. He was 300 yesterday. Uh, he's plus 250 to top five. He, in my estimation, but is the second best player in this tournament behind Finau. I think he's going to be like a star on tour at some point too. Um, and just a, it's it's kind of the way, it's kind of a, a, a statement on the way that modern golf is, is he hits the ball a mile and putts well. And at a course like Mexico, that the Mexico Open, and a lot of courses that they, these guys are going to play, it's a great combination. Um, he was tied for third, I think, in the Farmers Insurance Open, so he's already shown he has the ability to do this. And I think you're probably catching a pricing break on a guy that's going to be one of the better players on the PGA Tour if you go if you do it now. And I feel like I'm going to regret this immensely that I didn't take a yeah. nice plus number when he's only a few shots out of the top 10 and he is an emerging star and the second best player in the field yeah i think that should have been your cred pick but you do you and i'll just go ahead and take the victory by you doing you Love it. <laughs> uh so me being me i looked at a fade the bottom of the nba money line parlay uh so i had the thunder the warriors the nuggets and lakers you put those together, you get minus 133. That is fading the Wizards, the Hornets, the Trailblazers, and the Spurs. But I ended up not liking the value enough to play it, Brett. Uh, minus 133 was not a big enough reward for me because I'm actually worried wow, about two slow. games in there. I'm worried about two games in there. I mean, I'm not worried about the Thunder. I'm not worried about the Warriors against the Wizards and the Hornets. But this Nuggets team has shown an ability to just, like, completely pack it in on a given night because they don't really care about the regular season. And they're not fully the West Coast heat, 
but they're starting to like look that way just slightly to me trying to bet them on any random night against a bad team. And then the Lakers, I mean, who knows who the hell will sit for that team? Like I gave them out on the second guest express yesterday. And then right after I did, LeBron said he wasn't going to play and they're going against a Spurs team that went hard at them the last time they went because Wemby probably had LeBron posters on his wall. So like you take four leg money line parlay and you have any hesitation about two of them. You can't look at minus 133 and actually put it in your picks. No, I mean, I thought that that number, the only way I would probably touch it is if it was in the plus 105, plus 110, plus 115 type range, not minus 133. Yeah, that's definitely low given what you've you've mentioned, especially because Denver's regular season numbers, I think their point differential is like middle of the pack in the in the Western Conference right now. They It is a clear, we are just waiting for the playoffs to ramp it back up type of thing going on with them, I think. Yeah, they're still the team I think most likely to win. Like, set the odds away. What's the most value? What's the best bet? But you're like, what team do you think is most likely to win the championship year? I'd still say the Nuggets. And it's because of what I saw last year, not what I saw this year. I just know what they can be and will be. And what they're demonstrating right now is more like effort than it is like denigration of skills or like their coaching suddenly went bad. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and, and Jokic is, you know, I think kind of openly said, like, he's not the biggest basketball nut in the entire world. So after winning a championship and going through that grind, I'm sure he's just treating the regular season like a tune-up before the real games come. And, and that's the, the kind of thing about the regular season is the Wolves can go through it and crush it and have this great regular season, but the playoffs are just going to be a totally different animal. And there's going to be playoff Jokic sitting there waiting for him. Well, I'm going vacation, Jokic, right now. I'm booking a flight yeah. to Serbia, and I'm going to race horses. So we will not be back next week. <laughs> Trendy and Covered in Glory will uh, not have new episodes. We will be back the week after that. But the rest of the network will return. So you will get minus three, and you will get lemon pepper parlay uh, next week, as well as extra points. So I hope you guys enjoy the action over the weekend. I hope you enjoy a week off from us, and we will see you in early March. Take care, everyone.